Former Florida State superstars Cam Akers, Jalen Ramsey squeaked out a win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to talk about that. How great is Aaron Donald, former Pitt Panther, doing it for the Los Angeles Rams? More importantly, we have to talk about some ACC women's hoops. As we know, things are moving and shifting, and some teams are just really rolling with it. And I want to get into that with, of course, Locked On Wolfpack host Ken Gibbs. ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Tuesday's edition of Locked On ACC. I am Candace Cooper with Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On ACC and make sure that you make us your first listen each and every day and leave a five-star review because we know we need it. Now, we are going to talk about some NFL action, and we're going to give you a good recap of that Rams-Buccaneers game. And we also want to talk about some ACC women's hoops as we know there's some really good teams here in our conference, and we don't want to go without mentioning them. So, Kenton, Thanks for joining the show, and I look forward to having this conversation with a football guy like yourself. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, never count them out, never count out touchdown, Tom. But it was all Rams towards the end. They were able to skate uh, skate away with a win. How exciting was that matchup, and did you see Tampa Bay even coming back in that game? You know, I, I see it uh, this way, very simply. This the, That Tampa Bay team was – uh, I think it was a little bit too many injuries, a little bit too much turmoil. Um, and at the end of the day, I told people this last year, that that one Super Bowl, congratulations, that is more than a lot of franchises, including my Lions have. That's probably it mm. for, for them as a collective, um, only because everybody's getting older on that offense. Everybody's getting older. Their offensive line is young. Every other position Gronk is ancient. I mean, me and you could probably get out there and run around as about as well as Gronk does. So there's that. Um, the receiving situation, Mike Evans ain't getting no younger. Goodwin or Godwin, Chris Godwin, uh, rather, got hurt at toward the end of the season. AB is Antonio Brown, and he's no longer even on the team. And so uh that defense is young, and and that's gonna be the the centerpiece of this team going forward, but Offensively, I mean, it's, that's just what you you had to know that that was coming at some point in time. You had to know. Yeah, and I think it's really you know credit to that former ACC star-studded star defense with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and company, and how they were able to really handle Tom Brady. And I, when I say that man had to get that ball out within under two seconds, it's clear what the – Clearly what was happening each and every snap, Aaron Donald truly dominating in his performance. I feel like it was just one of those situations where you just, man doesn't get bad. Like he's not even your top tackler and he still is able to just cause and disrupt. And they're triple teaming. They're doing everything they can to stop him and it's still not enough. I know we always talk about, you know, giving uh, – Defensive Player of the Year awards, and he could be it every single time. But just explain to people how much of a force he is in that lineup. I think the people, a lot of people who don't understand uh, football on a, a deep level, they look at just a box score and say, "Oh, well, this this defensive lineman had half a sack and and uh, five tackles and one tackle for loss, so they had a great game." Or, "Oh, this." This defensive lineman was kept off the stat sheet, so they must have had a terrible game. 
one of the biggest aspects of being an interior defensive lineman, which Aaron Donald is, is your ability to impact the game via disruption and mm-hmm. freeing up others. Mm-hmm. Von Miller is not the type of guy that he used to be in that wherever he is on the field, you need to keep eyes on him. Mm-hmm. But he is a guy that if he is single, one-on-one with pretty much any tackle of it and maybe a handful in the league, the Rams have an advantage there. With mm-hmm. Tristan Wirfs out as well, um, they were in a situation where you've got to double and triple team Donald. You've got to do that. So when you're double teaming him, it's basic math here. You've got five offensive linemen to block four rushers, typically, on a base, no no blitz situation. You've got five to take four. You just put two on Aaron, which means you've got three left for three. You've got one-on-ones across the board, and Von Miller is one of those one-on-ones. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the fact of the matter is Aaron Donald has been a menace since he was at Pitt. He has been uh, just a bad man wreaking havoc and destroying offenses since back then. And he's still doing it now. Yeah. Yeah. And then talk about the secondary and Jalen Ramsey. You know, he had a couple of, you know, head scratching plays towards the end and allowed Mike Evans to get the game tying touchdown and keep them in the keep them in the game with about two minutes under two minutes left. I feel like Jalen, you know, he's talked about, you know, all of being the best. And I would love to hear again from an ex football expert like yourself. How can he really gather himself as they, you know, take get ready to take on this San Francisco 49ers team who've had their number this past season? Part of it is sometimes when players get to the NFL and they're leading the NFL, they're so good that they believe that they can trust their ability more than the technique. Mm. The problem is in the NFL, those guys are millionaires too. Right. You trust your ability all that much, great. Mike Evans is 6'5", 235, 230. He's like if Kelvin Benjamin had not found out what uh, Bojangles biscuits were in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's, that's what happened there. So he, he trusted his ability way more than the technique. And it showed that, Hey, these guys are millionaires for a reason too. And Mike Evans had himself some moments up against Ramsey that we typically had not seen. Yeah, But I believe that he can, you know, I believe that he's still an elite corner who can figure it out and, and going into the NFC championship, do what he needs to do. Cause I think that he's going to be a guy that they're going to say everywhere Debo Samuels goes, you go. If he goes to the bathroom, I want you in there shaking it for him, which again, nowadays you wouldn't say something like that. Cause that's the case. But when you want to, when coaches want to symbolize tight man, to man coverage, that's what they used to say. And that's probably what they're going to give him for uh, Debo Samuels. Wherever he goes, you go with him. Yeah, and you know, you talk about a t- a person who relies on his ability, not necessarily technique. I want to talk about someone whose ability is clearly, you know, superhuman. Cam Akers, former Florida State Seminole standout, coming off of a Achilles injury, and what many thought that was season ending. And nowadays, you know, it's hit or miss of whether or not guys get to come back. But he did everything he could in rehab to get back to his team. He caused two fumbles today, though. I think there were two very costly fumbles that ultimately one allowed Tampa Bay to get back in the game and two stopped a drive and a touchdown from the Rams that could have put the game out of reach. How does he reset and refocus as they go into playing San Francisco, a team that likes to capitalize off of others' mistakes? I think that you got to realize you had a bad game. You did things wrong. Okay. Look at the film, review the film. How do I get better going forward? Mm-hmm. You don't have time to soak and be sad. You won in the playoffs. 
be it the the lowest level of peewee to the NFL in the playoffs, all you're playing for every week is the ability to play next week. Mm-hmm. What you did in that last week, if you want to hold on to it for weeks or months or whatever, if you are not playing football the next week, you can do that, sure. But if you won that game, you don't got time. Get it together, figure it out. What do I need to do to be better against the 49ers? Yeah, that's real. All right, guys, we are giving you full uh, football coverage, but now it's time to switch gears and talk about some ACC women's hoops. As I had mentioned on yesterday's show, want to get our women some love here. But if you are really ready to get in on the betting action for NFL playoffs, strongly encourage you to hit on Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports from basketball, football, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers. New year, new updated desktop and website you sign up today you get a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using promo code locked on to get started bet online is where the game starts you go to betonline.ag again that's betonline.ag Ken Gibbs here, Locked on Wolfpack, and we are going over some great games over the weekend. We talked about NFL just a bit, but now on to college women's basketball. Sunday was a full slate of matchups. Duke taking care of business against Virginia. You know, I always forget that Tina Thompson is the coach for the Cavaliers, and I would just say, like, I love her, and if she was ever my I would play hard for her, and I just wish that, you know, Virginia was a little bit better so we could keep them in the conversation. But, you know, progress. And Carol Lawson, she's finding her groove, and I think – as she keeps building her team, she's definitely going to make for competition when it comes to the triangle that we talk about so much here between me and you here on this podcast. The triangle for women's basketball is exponentially better than for men's. Yes. Exponentially better. It's not, not even, even close. close right now. <laughs> I mean, geez, Louise. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, Tina Thompson is having a, a really down year and they're really struggling at UVA. But at the end of the day, I've always talked about how good this, uh, how good this, the ACC women's basketball, the ACC women's basketball racket is. Everybody there has something to bring. They will bring you a tough game. They will find a way to do something against you. So with that being said, even this UVA team that is going through some immense struggles at the moment, you cannot walk in thinking, oh, yeah. It's all right. I'm going to walk in and we're going to whoop the wheels off this team. Because when you do that, when you do that, you'll find yourself disappointed real quick. Absolutely. No doubt. Now, number 16, Georgia Tech took on number 20, North Carolina. Lost 55-38. The Tar Heels did. Yellow Jackets looking great. Unfortunately, towards the end of the game, we saw Kubaj. Is it Kubaj? Kubai. Kubai. Kuba, Kuba, there it is. Is it like Kuba? Okay, cool. She went down two minutes left, and you know you head scratcher because why was she still in the game? But again, it was a dominant performance from the Yellow Jackets. It was a rough day for the Tar Heels, and I say that to say whenever they have no offense, it's tough because they don't play great defense. You know, um, it, Laura Lakuba tweeted after the game that she's she's in good health and, and she's all right. So that's. That's very important. Uh, it just looked like a, a ankle sprain of some sort, which should keep her sideline for maybe a week or two, but nothing too far beyond that. And I mean, everybody knows that that Georgia Tech team goes and plays through the post. Mm-hmm. If you can't stop the post against that team, congratulations, you've earned yourself a loss. Uh, and the reality is, UNC outside of um, what? What is Daisy that? Kelly. 
Yes, I was. I wanted to say Stephanie Watts. Why did I want to say Stephanie Watts? Because Stephanie they, was a guard last year who carried the team. Yes. Yes, and Deja Kelly is the new Stephanie Watts. And that's the reality of what we're seeing. Very much so. She, if she's not rolling, that team is not. And even when she is rolling, for example, the first time they played NC State, she was rolling. Nobody else on the team pitched a drop. They did nothing. So uh, the reality is that that UNC team. They've got to have a come to Jesus moment, both men's and women's. They have got to have a moment where they look at themselves and they say, how do we learn how to get down in the stands? How do we learn how to get on our toes, spread our arms out, put hands up in the shooter's face and make something happen? Because right now it's just not happening for either team. It's it's just not happening. They need to take a trip to the woods too. I love oh, Coach Banghart. I love Coach Banghart, but I'm just please stop. Can you please stop sending people to the woods? Please. I think they need to go have a little conversation in please. the woods. Somebody gonna call. Somebody's gonna call your organization's nationals <laughs> if you can just keep sending all these random folks to the woods. Okay? All I'm saying, we just need to have a conversation. I would like y'all to know that Locked On, it Locked On Podcast Network is a non-hazing organization. <laughs> And Candace is trying to send people to the woods out of her own personal uh, thoughts and ideologies. I just want to have a conversation. That has, That's it. That has nothing to do with us. Locked on is non-hazing, folks. Oh, that, okay. I just want to have a conversation because I think that at the end of the day, you can't pump your chest about being the super swagged out team with all of this fancy gear and all of these good things and you can't deliver on the court because then it's all for naught. Yeah, it's fun to have nice clothes. Yeah, it's fun to make cool TikToks, but are you actually delivering when it's game time? Because that's what people care about. I care about wins and losses when it comes to college basketball. And if you cannot give me at least consistency, at least give me losses to where I feel like you have some fight, Play with some synergy or something. And I don't see that from either Carolina team. But maybe they'll have to regroup and they'll figure it out towards the end of the season. But sometimes you are who you are. Like you said at yesterday's show, Miami Boston College, Cam Swartz doing big things, 79-66 to for the Eagles. Another great performance from them. And again, Boston College, you know, firing from both cylinders when it comes to men's and women's hoops. But that Louisville-Wake Forest game, let's talk about that. Number three, Louisville, who are coming off a big loss against your Wolfpack. That was a great regrouping game. <laughs> that was yeah, a strong it, it, regrouping game. It was. And the interesting thing about this game is I have not seen a team that when they are hot, they are as hot as Louisville. I, I haven't seen it. I mean, mm-hmm. this is just utter ridiculousness. Wake Forest led 22 to 21 coming out of the first and then proceeded to get beat 23 to 9. I'm sorry, 23 to four coming out of halftime. Mm. They lost the next two quarters, 42 to 15. (laughs) Louisville throws a lot at you defensively. They throw a lot at you with their trapping, with their pressing, with their switching from man to zone, with their, they throw a lot at you. And when they do that, a lot of teams cannot adjust. They can't figure it out. They can't figure out what to do before it's too late. We so saw you, it with them against NC State. They, I was going to ask. Was to, yeah, I was going to ask, do you think that the NC State game, they got beside themselves and forgot who they were? Because it certainly was all Louisville until it wasn't in that fourth quarter. I, I think the big thing about this Louisville team is they struggle from the same thing as many teams who are are very, again, when they're hot, they're hot. They, mm-hmm. they struggle with the thing of, if another team is out energying them, 
they will not have a good time. That they is, don't know what that to is, do. They do not know what to do in any way, shape, form, or fashion. If you look at that first quarter, Wake Forest out-energied them. If you look at the fourth quarter, yeah, they were playing reserves. Yeah, they, the game was already in hand. They got out-energied and out-efforted in that quarter, but the lead was so tremendous, there was nothing Wake Forest could do with it. So right. the, the fact of the matter is um, that has to be a team that plays a little more mature, plays mm-hmm. a little more, and the game is going to have its ups and downs, its ebbs and flows. Be the same you, regardless of what's going on. Be the same you. Because when you're up and down, you can't, you don't have the ability to control what the other team is doing while you're up and down. You don't. You can hope that they're missing shots. They may not. NC State played an objectively bad game against them uh, for what NC State does. Best three-point shooting team in the ACC, one of the best 20 in the nation. And they were really horrendous when it came to shooting three against them. And yet and still, when those shots started to fall in the fourth quarter, that Louisville had nothing for them. Yeah, very real. All right, switching gears to another team here. Notre Dame taking on Pittsburgh, winning 77-63, to led by Dotson and um, led by Miles and Mabry. I feel like the Fighting Irish are certainly making their case of why they should be a top 20 team, and they're going to keep rolling here. Not a team to sleep on. I think I saw that when they were playing Carolina. And when they're feeling good about things, they can fire from three. They can also play really good inside. What are your thoughts on these Irish women? I mean, they're, they have a lot going for themselves. And, and I think one of the biggest things that must be acknowledged with this team is before I said, hey, they come at you with bigs. They come at you with just a ton of, of really, really good players who are going to be uh, dominant in the paint. But, man – there is i don't know what's happened i i really and truly don't but their guard play has gotten good overnight mm-hmm. like you just looked up and all of a sudden they had guards who were performing well we knew that dotson coming in from stanford was going to be an injection of energy and of life into this team right. we knew that to a certain extent we knew what some of these other players already were coming in but we knew what dar uh mabry was going to bring coming in but it, it seems that their guard play has just up and out of nowhere elevated to another level, which is essentially what they needed. It's mm-hmm. a, essentially what they needed. We all knew what they were coming in. We all knew uh, that West Bell was going to be the big deal and all that. And, and for them to still find ways outside of West Bell to have three other players in double digits, for them to find ways outside of West Bell to have other players who are contributing at a high level, that's all you can ask for. That's yeah. really all you can ask for. They're a dangerous team. This, yeah. And I, I could say that about almost every team in the ACC, but I really and truly mean it with them. This team has the potential to go deep into the tournament. Another t- strong team to mention, Florida State beating Clemson 75-70. to 70, But I want to get to the NC State-Virginia Tech matchup because I want to talk about not only NC State, but expectations as we're getting towards the end of the season. But first, I want to remind you guys about the Get Upside app where you can get 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time you fill up by downloading the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play. Use promo code SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, and get a 25 bonus get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's up to 50 cents cash back don't pay full price at the pump anymore get cash back using get upside the cash back gets added right to your account and you can cash out anytime to your bank account paypal or e-gift card or amazon and other brands by downloading again the free 
Get Upside app using promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code S-C-O-R-E. All right, we're wrapping up the show here with Kenton Gibbs, Locked on Wolfpack hosts, and we were talking about some great games happening over the weekend. We talked about the women, the men on Monday. We're talking about the women here on Tuesday and 51-45 to 45 win for the NC State Wolfpack women. A strong Virginia Tech team, but the Pack were able to hold them off. And after a big win against Louisville, it's good that they, could, they were able to keep things rolling, but you also saw a little bit of like hesitancy. Okay, don't, don't fumble the bag. Y'all are hot right now y'all are rolling make sure that you keep that energy for the rest of the season because again the expectations are so astronomically high for this program yeah and and it's it's disappointing to see two straight slow uh starts back to back and the you could guess from the law of averages always wins right and so uh the team was so hot in the fourth quarter of last game Mm -hmm. that they still didn't reach their average for shooting on that night but you also kind of had a feeling that they may come out a little sluggish, a little lethargic after a win like mm-hmm. that over a top five team. And that's what happened. That's what happened. I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, Virginia Tech did an excellent job of staying within striking distance. But also, I've told people this before, and I'm, I'm going to say it again right now. Don't be those people that are expecting such utter dominance out of your team that mm. you cannot understand and respect hey, we won and we beat a good team. This Virginia Tech team coming into this game had what? They were 6-2 and in conference play? Mm -hmm. Like, this is not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. They're they're not. So with that being said, you live with, with, hey, everything wasn't perfect. In the first quarter, I want to say nobody but Ja'Kia Brown-Turner scored for us. She scored all 10 of our, our first quarter points. And, of course, 10 first quarter points was the lowest that we've been held to in a quarter this season. Mm-hmm. But when you look at uh, the ability to hold Elizabeth Kitley down, right? A player who's a double-double averager didn't get double in points or rebounds. Yeah. When you look at the ability to uh, hold down uh, uh, Aisha Shepard, one of the best three-point shooters in ACC history, when you look at the ability to hold her down and, and what she does, when you look at the ability to go from winning the game with extremely hot shooting from everybody at the end against Louisville to being able to win a game through defensive struggle, through defensive grit, through your team being connected and communicating effectively defensively. It may not be pretty, but you got to be happy about it because at the end of the day, Eric Bieniemy gave a great quote that I love saying, these sports are not about the numbers. It's about the alphabets and the only alphabets that matter is W or L. Yeah. That's real. And I think that, you know, when you look at just the ACC conference play as a whole, you have to feel like every win is earned from these women, right? Because every single night, anybody is able to take that away from them because of how we have so many top ranked performances. Like we talk about that with the men in terms of, you know, we're all going to just be, eat, be bottom feeders and feed each other out. But you talk about the women on the side of that, everybody's elite. <laughs> Nobody you can sleep on. Like, of course, there are some, you know, tears at the bottom, but everybody's elite and wanting to win desperately. And I think that's what's going to make for a great tournament time. But if you had to say early cases, it's NC State and everybody else is Wes Moore, your coach of the year so far. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wes Moore is, is for sure uh, my coach of the year because, I mean, he's he's coaching the best team in the conference to 
um, another what what looks like another conference championship. Um, it is it's hard to say anything other than hey, he's the guy. There's no ifs ands or buts about that uh, right now. But also, I don't want to say it's it's NC State and everybody else because mm. Louisville not only looked capable of beating them, but was absolutely beating their heads <laughs> in for three and a half quarters, basically, or three and a yeah. quarter quarters, basically. Louisville was just whooping the wheels off of State last week. And also, we've seen Louisville compete with NC State in this conference for years now. Mm-hmm. And even the teams that people don't give much consideration to, as much as people talk about how Banghart has done this year, one thing that nobody can take away from her, in her first three years as um, as UNC's head coach, I want to say that she hasn't lost to NC State at home yet. Now, nope. that may change. That may change with this upcoming game. Yeah. It may not. It mm-hmm. may not. Some of the games that NC State has lost to UNC before, those yeah. teams weren't as good as this team. Absolutely. And they found a way to lose it. So this is a conference where Westmore is my coach of the year, but I'm not going to say it's NC State and everybody else by a mile. There Louisville is still right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've got a bunch of other teams. I don't really think that Duke and UNC are in that conversation. Louisville is is right there. Um, And and that's pretty much it. Now, if you said NC State, Louisville, and everybody else, the way that it used to be in football, Clemson, Florida State, and everybody else, I'm going to disagree with you. You ain't going to get no (laughs) argument out of me there. Those two, then there's a a gap. And then you've got, uh, I think you got uh, Duke, UNC, um, you got Duke, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. And uh, there's another team that I want to. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, yes. Duke, UNC, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech are all in that area where they can have a night where they could beat one of those top two teams, mm-hmm. but they all have massive holes in their game that you can exploit it if you're one of the top two. No doubt about that. All right, guys, make sure you come back tomorrow because we'll preview and get you ready for some of that football action as we're heading towards the spring season with A.J. Black locked on Boston College. But also we have some conversations to get you ready for some of these midweek games. We'll preview and recap those. And then Freestyle Friday, you never know what you're going to get, but you are going to get some betting action. So always come back for that. And if you do want to get more about bets, you can hit up the Locked on Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. They get you the Locked on Bet of the day. They make sure they get you right all of that good stuff. Kitten, can you please remind these folks of where they can find you and follow all of your work? Absolutely. You can find me at TGIF underscore Kenton on um, on Twitter. Uh, but just be warned, you're going to get Ken the human being, not Ken the sports journalist there. You can also find me at Locked On Wolfpack, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, or LO underscore Wolfpack on Twitter. No doubt. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, we hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And until next time.